0: As we do every Friday, we have on our telephone line Dr. Despina Adriana. She's a specialist physician and endocrinologist. Good morning and welcome to our show yet again, Dr. Adriana's.
1: Good morning, Yula. I hope you're well, and I hope you had a good week.
0: All good. I think things are easing up a little bit. We're on level one. People are optimistic, so all good. But let's go on to the topic that you wanted to discuss today, because I know that's also a very big topic, high cholesterol.
1: The majority of patients that I manage end up having high cholesterol. And one of the biggest concerns that I have is that there's a lot of data out there on the dangers of taking statins. So I thought it would be a good topic to discuss because a lot of people, uh-huh. even though they are high risk and have very high cholesterol, decide that because they've read all these things that are trending on social media, will stop their statin at a high risk age and then that brings on other diseases. So all right. cholesterol is basically a fat that's found in all the cells of our body. We need cholesterol for hormones, we need them for cell membranes. You know, we need it for our immunity because it also forms the cell membranes of our T cells. It helps in the formation of vitamin D and our male and female hormones. So it isn't just bad cholesterol that we have. The cholesterol is a much-needed compound in our body. The problem with cholesterol, though, is once it starts to become too high, then we're at risk of getting a whole load of problems from it. So what happens is... High cholesterol starts to deposit inside the walls of our arteries and form plaques. If you can imagine a hose pipe where you're watering your garden, you know if a stone gets stuck in the hose pipe, mm. the water doesn't flow smoothly out of the hose pipe to water your garden or your, your plants. You know yes. you have an interruption of flow. That's exactly what happens to blood flow when we get these little plaques. So they're like little stones that are blocking our hose pipes. Mm. If the blockage becomes quite severe, we can then get heart attacks, strokes, peripheral vascular disease where the blood doesn't flow properly to our toes. And then you see a lot of people start to get change of color of the toes. Mm. They can get amputation. So it, it really is a severe problem. And, and vascular
0: another- disease we know is something that's very common as well. So does it vascular start off, disease, does it start off as cholesterol? So it can
1: be cholesterol, but one of the biggest risks of developing peripheral vascular disease is smoking. So people who smoke with high cholesterol and diabetes get atherosclerosis, hardening and thickening of arteries and plaque buildup a lot quicker than anyone else. And unfortunately, the end result can be amputation. So that's how dramatic it can be. And another thing, we all like to protect our brains. We don't want to get dementia at a young age. Yes. So our brain is fed by millions of little arteries. And if you have high cholesterol, those little arteries become blocked with fat. And then you don't get blood flowing to all these areas of your brain and it starts to look a little bit like Emmental cheese, you know, these little holes everywhere, and it can actually increase your risk of getting dementia. So that's why I'm so passionate about the topic of cholesterol because we have effective treatment, we have effective management plans, and yet because of a lot of things trending on social media, people have stopped taking the medication to manage high cholesterol. So I just want to tell you a little bit about how we diagnose it and what you must look for when you go for your blood test. When you are under 19, and a lot of people don't know that, children should start to be tested from the age of 10, Mm. even 9. They have to do a fasting lipogram to check their cholesterol once they approach double digits. After that, at 15, and then again at 20. Sure. We mustn't think that children are immune to getting high cholesterol, but there are certain children that need the test more than others. So ones that are obese, ones that have type 2 diabetes, sedentary lifestyles, you know, hmm. high body mass indexes. So a lot of doctors, if they feel your child fits, those risk factors or that profile will send the child from a test. Okay, so Between, there's got to
0: be some, some things as well. Because I'm thinking uh, pediatricians don't usually tell us to take our kids. They don't that
1: because test. then they don't feel that your children okay. are at risk. So there are certain telltale signs, you can get these little deposits on my eyes, you know, when a doctor examines your child, they can see if they fit that group that has familial hypercholesterolemia, mm. those children will be tested from the age of two, so wow. there's an Africana population, a lot of, like, various ethnic groups that do have hereditary hypercholesterolemia, and... You see a lot of, of their relatives have died at very young ages of, of heart attacks or have had strokes. So their pediatricians will start testing them at younger ages. So mm. if, if your doctor feels clinically under the age of 18 that your child isn't high risk, they probably won't send them. Okay. But children come to specialist physicians. Mm. Pediatricians, I think, look after them until about 14. From mm. 14, if they've got a problem, they'll then go to their GP or the specialist physician. When mm. I have a patient being quite thorough and really loving blood tests, I do send them for a fasting life program. Okay. I mean <laughs> my children have all been yeah. tested. They, yes. they definitely hate it, but they have. Okay. So I just want to tell you a little bit of what to look for. So when you have your, your blood test, what you need to ask your doctors. You know if your doctor says your cholesterol's fine, I don't think that's enough knowledge to give a patient. You need to know what your bad cholesterol is and what your good cholesterol is. Mm-hmm. The bad cholesterol called LDL that's the cholesterol that causes all the problems. That's the cholesterol that we want under three. So according to the South African uh, LIPO cholesterol measuring system, that's under three. Greece uses and Europe they, and uh. America. They use different criteria when they give you analysis of, of, of cholesterol. Yes. And we generally want high HDL. HDL is that cholesterol that's good and protective. So say your doctor says to you your total cholesterol is high and you're in your early 20s or even your early 40s, and you start to panic, ask your doctor what your HDL cholesterol is, which is your good cholesterol, Mm. because the total shows you LDL plus HDL. So some people have very high good cholesterols. That can make your total cholesterol seem higher. But in actual fact, you've got a good lipid profile because you've got good, good cholesterol and very low bad cholesterol.
0: So it doesn't matter then if your total
1: cholesterol is above five.
0: Okay, so see. that's quite important to know. It's hard and for us to doctors know all the information. For us, it's quite difficult. So when you hear high cholesterol, you sometimes don't know that some of it is the good cholesterol that you do need. So it's, I think, yes, thank you for specifying. Definitely.
1: That. So you need to know, and your triglycerides are also another problem. So those are the two that you need to make sure are low. So ask mm. your doctors about your good cholesterol, your bad cholesterol. And definitely about testing, because you may be in your early 40s, having never had a lipogram, you may be slim, you may exercise, but definitely at least every couple of years you Mm. need a fasting lipogram. If you're my patient over 40,
0: you'll either get it every one or two years. Okay, what are the symptoms? Are there some common symptoms that we need to look out for then?
1: So the biggest problem with high cholesterol is that it's a silent disease. A lot of people only know they have it when they suffer the stroke, Mm -hmm. the heart attack, or a TIA, which is a mini-stroke. You have stroke symptoms for 24 hours. Then it gets better, and we do blood tests, and we find that the cholesterol is high or the blood pressure is high. So we definitely need to do a blood test because we have those available to us. If Mm -hmm. you look at yourself in the mirror... And you look on your upper eyelids and you start to see puffiness or these little deposits or white little dots. Those can be a sign of high cholesterol. Mm. Some people come to me and they find lumps on their arms and their legs. They worry that it's cancer. But it's actually lipoma, which is a collection of fat cells from high cholesterol.
0: Sure, in certain parts of the body, it just collects.
1: In, in your arms, you can just find it anywhere in your arm, anywhere in your thighs, your stomach. Mm-hmm. They're round, smooth, mobile. You know, they okay. feel very smooth. So when they come to me and they really worry that they want to take them out, I tell them they feel like a lapoma. We ultrasound them, we check their fasting cholesterol, and then they need a statin.
0: So, okay, you know, yeah. Is a statin a type of drug that is for cholesterol? Because you've mentioned it from the beginning of the show.
1: Statins are those pills that doctors like to start patients on when they have cholesterol. But before we give you a statin, if you're not a high-risk group, so you're not over 55, you don't have diabetes, an underactive thyroid, kidney disease, heart disease, cancers, we first will try and do lifestyle modification. Mm. So we'll analyze your diet, your exercise plan, make sure you're taking the right supplements, like give you a bit of an omega, vitamin B3. Mm. There are a lot of things we can do naturally for three to six months before we actually start pharmaceutical medication on you.
0: And do you find that it does work the natural way, or are you more likely than not to then land up giving the statins, as you've explained?
1: A lot of people who have had dramatic lifestyle modification and uh, have reduced their weight and started to exercise and decrease the saturated fat in their diet have had excellent results and have not needed the statins. So it's it's definitely one of those conditions that if you try hard to change things that you can change, we we do have good results. There are some people that come and they're very slim Mm. and their diet is excellent, but we do their cholesterol profile and the sky high. In those patients I do explain to them that they're probably heading for a statin. Mm. There are natural products that are red yeast products like Rycol, Cholesterway. There are a lot of natural supplements and I do try them on my patients. I do give them, you know, the benefit of natural supplementation. First, if they don't yeah. have high risk diseases, I do give them a whole natural treatment protocol to lower their cholesterol initially and if we we repeat the program six months later oh. and if it's still sky high i then do try and start them on a the tablet that will lower their bad cholesterol because that's what a statin does okay. it lowers your bad cholesterol
0: so what are the side effects because i see that you know nobody's rushing to take the statins there must be some <laughs> some side effects there <laughs>
1: You are right. I mean, I'm laughing because, you know, they phone me in a month and they tell me they cannot swallow this pill. They feel shocking. Mm. So, one of the biggest problems with a statin is muscle cramping and muscle pain. <laughs> one of the things that I then give my patients with the statin, if they do develop muscle pain, is a natural supplement called Coenzyme Q10. Okay. So, when we add that natural supplement with the statin, a lot of the muscle aches and pains go away. So statins aren't for everyone. There are some people who get really dizzy. They can then start to get a little bit of liver issues. They they just can't tolerate it. Then there are other pharmaceutical drugs that we can put them on if all the natural supplements have failed. One of the things I do for high-risk patients is I send them for what we call a carotid Doppler. So we ultrasound the arteries in their neck. If those are free of plaques and cholesterol, then we can get by leaving them on natural supplements a lot longer. Hmm. If I get this Doppler and I see blockages, plaques, I explain to them your risk of getting dementia or a stroke is really high or a heart attack. Hmm. So we don't then waste time doing natural supplements. We start medical treatment immediately.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. Does the statin help? What does it do exactly to the lipids, to the fat? So what the statin does
1: is it takes the bad cholesterol out of your cell. It takes it back to the liver for breakdown and processing. So it takes away that LDL, that bad cholesterol that causes all the problems. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have had such good results. You know, there was talk a few months ago or years ago, statins cause cancer. So all my patients phoning me, they don't want to take a statin. They've read on this Mm -hmm. and this site that the statin causes cancer. But there are more studies coming out now that they may have a protective effect against cancer of the breast and the colon because they clean out your arteries. They remove Mm. the bad cholesterol. They are anti-inflammatory. At one stage, they were saying that people who are taking statins are not developing all those complications of COVID. Mm. So we should watch the space. Maybe by next year everyone will be taking a statin because they're good for COVID. I'm not sure. But, (laughs) you know, I just feel that if you need a pill, your doctor has basically weighed up Mm. the risk, you know, know, the benefit to risk ratio. So if the benefit of being on the statin outweighs the risk, then really you should take it because, unfortunately, bad cholesterol It can cause heart... Like a lot of people tell me that they're not worrying about heart attacks or strokes, but then they worry about dementia. Mm. So I get a lot of people to start treatment because I tell them they're at risk of getting dementia at a young age, and, and that seems to worry people more than a heart attack. I'm not sure why, but yeah, no,
0: you know, no. <laughs> I think
1: we all worry about our brain. You
0: know. Yeah. no, no, no. I think everything's difficult. You know, you just don't want to go down any of those uh, routes. But it's uh, something that we've all grown up with hearing about eggs being bad, hearing about prawns. What is good for cholesterol? Are eggs bad or aren't they? Because I know that okay. there's been a bit Nothing. of a shift in that now lately. Like, you no, know,
1: at one stage when I was still a uh, training to be a specialist and even a medical student, we used to advise people to only eat eggs three times a week because the yolk would lead to very high cholesterol. That, mm. that was the teaching there. Now we, don't, we feel that the contribution to cholesterol of egg yolk is negligible and it's more the frying of the mm. eggs. So if you fry your eggs in butter and fat and you have three slices of bread and everything, that definitely is a high cholesterol meal. If you tend to have boiled eggs, scrambled egg with very little olive oil, it definitely does decrease the amount of fat and cholesterol okay, that the So yolk it's the actual to.
0: preparation of the eggs rather so, than the egg itself.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel egg yolk has a negligible contribution to cholesterol because a lot of people, if they eat two or three eggs in the morning, mm. don't then fall hungry uh, two, three hours later and start to look for the the mm. the crisps
0: the the sugars.
1: So the high sugar, I feel, contributes more to high cholesterol than egg yolks. So rather have your eggs but don't have your your crisps and your biscuits and your chocolates and all those saturated fatty meals. Another thing, people like to eat the fat on red meat. Mm. You know, that's also not good. Seafood definitely is high in cholesterol, as is all the butter that people put on the prawns.
0: So it's it's actually knowing what to avoid as well. So, as you said, the different diets that you try first before putting people on medication.
1: And I think if people stick to low-fat, healthy diets, if they have chicken, fish, legumes, fruit, vegetables, and if you opt to prepare your meals by grilling, steaming, baking, roasting, instead of frying, you definitely are minimizing your risks of getting high cholesterol. Sometimes we'll look at someone, and you can see they've got high cholesterol, because they get these little, look at people's eyes, you can mm. get these little fat packs on the upper lids, the little mm. white dots around the eye. So, That's you so know, interesting. And fast foods, also, if you, you know, limit that. Give it to your children infrequently because they are high in trans fats and saturated fats.
0: Oh, so, but we're managing to treat it from what you're saying with the statins quite well, and then you just have to balance the side effects of it.
1: And I've got a lot of patients on Rycoldula who are following diet, exercise, they're taking a natural red yeast cholesterol lowering pill, mm-hmm. and we're having excellent results. So, it it really just depends on how committed you are to lowering your cholesterol, and if we are able to do it
0: the natural way. Does it help to keep checking more often, like every six months rather than uh, one year, and just seeing what it's doing, your cholesterol?
1: So if I have a patient whose cholesterol I'm worried about, so the the LDL needs to be under three. So if I have a patient who comes to me and we find an LDL sitting at 4.8, they definitely will get lifestyle modification for six months and a repeat fasting lipogram in six months' time. It's the same thing with children. If I have an 18-year-old and the fasting lipogram shows me very high bad cholesterol, I won't wait for the Mm. recommended five-year or three-year period.
0: I I will do it in six months' time. Okay, so yeah, just to be on it, basically. Anything else that uh, we need to say before we wrap up the show on cholesterol? I just wanted to say
1: something about cholesterol in Greek. But just to finish in English with cholesterol, you really do need to just stay on top of it because if you do, you will definitely have an improved health outcome. Mm. If you neglect high cholesterol and you smoke, your risks of having a heart attack and a stroke at a young age are really significant. So mm. please go to your doctors, do a fasting lipogram. Do not go very late in the morning. You, mm. know, you have to go by 8 or 8.30 because some people fast and then they go over at 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock midday. Yes. The lab should actually refuse to do it if you go that late. Because you can con the system and it can drop a little bit, you know? Oh, or, I or see. Or they go and they starve themselves the day before and they go very late the next day. The only person you're fooling is yourself.
0: Okay. Oh, so, so you mean the longer you wait, you're not going to get such an accurate result. It can drop
1: the cholesterol a little bit more. So what you should do is fast from ten o'clock the night before and go by eight o'clock the next morning. Okay. And then we get a really accurate representation
0: of your life program.
1: Don't do an extended crash fasting period, just to try
0: and, you know, the lower the test. Lungs. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. That's not going to help anybody.
1: And I just wanted to say in English, we will be talking about cancers next week because I find that's a very hot topic and a lot of my patients are always worried, even in their 20s, mm. of cancer. So no, I think that's are. a relevant topic.
0: I think we've seen a, a great spike and people getting it at all ages. So definitely something that we'd like to find out more about. And even just having the Mahifilotimo Cancer Project here on our show, that they, they have been amazing in raising awareness about cancer and helping people that have cancer. We've realized that the statistics are extremely high.
1: And it's increasing, and I think stress and our uh, toxic lifestyle has a lot to do with that. Mm, that's a tough topic. I wanted to tell you about the cholesterol, because we were about cholesterol today. It is necessary for the right work of your body. But unfortunately, the high levels are because they cause Και ένα από τα πιο σημαντικά πράγματα για την υψηλή χοληστερίνη που ίσως πολλοί δεν ξέρουν είναι ότι μπορεί να προκαλέσει και άνοια, dementia, από στον των του μυαλού. Γι' αυτό πρέπει να πηγαίνετε στους γιατρούς σας κάθε χρόνο, κάθε δύο χρόνια να εξετάζετε τη χοληστερίνη σας, πρέπει να προσέχετε το φαγητό σας, να έχετε το σωστό βάρος, να εξετάζετε, να κάνετε τις ασκήσεις σας, Και πρέπει, αν ο γιατρός σας, σας έχει δώσει κάποιο φάρμακο για τη χοληστερίνη, να μην το σταματάτε. Πρέπει να, να μιλήσετε με τους γιατρούς σας αν νομίζετε ότι σας φέρνουν κάποια παρενέργεια, αν έχετε ζαλάδες, αν έχετε πόνο στους μυς. Γιατί υπάρχουν πολλά άλλα φάρμακα που μπορούμε να σας δώσουμε εκτός από το στέτων. Πάρα πολύ δεν ξέρετε ότι υπάρχουν αυτά τα φάρμακα. Σταματάτε το στέτων και μετά από λίγου μήνε. Ερχόσαστε και έχετε προβλήματα με την καρδιά ή και προβλήματα με τα πόδια. Δεν υπάρχει κανονική κυκλοφορία στα πόδια. Γι' αυτό είναι πολύ σημαντικό κάθε χρόνο μετά τα 55 να εξετάζετε τη χωλή στερίνη σας, να μιλάτε με τους γιατρούς σας και να παίρνετε τα κατάλληλα φάρμακα που σας έχουν δώσει.
0: Always, we, we must thank you Dr. Adrianas, for raising awareness, for letting us know a little bit more about our bodies. We really appreciate your time and we're glad that things are easing up a little bit, especially for the frontline workers, the medical practitioners that have had it tough these last few months.
1: Thank you Yula and it has been a tough few months and I really hope that when we start to talk about our second wave, we have Actually, more positive results than we will in our first.
0: Thank you very much for being with us. We really do appreciate it and we wish you a wonderful, relaxing weekend. Bye Go bye. well,
1: thank you. Bye.